to podcasts recorded live at the Center for Spiritual Living in Portland, Oregon. Listen past the end of the podcast to find out more about our spiritual center and ways that you may collaborate with us. Happy Sunday, everyone. Here we are as we step fully into the holiday season. And a heartfelt thank you for choosing the Portland Center for Spiritual Living as your source for spiritual nourishment this week. We're grateful for our live Facebook Live community, our global podcast community, as well as our emerging YouTube subscribers. And we just welcome everyone. And as licensed practitioner Catherine Richer stated earlier, wherever you are, on your spiritual journey, you are welcome here. And I have a special shout out to our board president, Nadine Moeller, and to one of our volunteer extraordinaire, Debbie Pettijohn, for the beautiful decorating for the holiday season. You know, here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're experiencing days of diminishing light. We have more darkness in the day, and so to be on stage, to walk into the center, for you on Facebook Live to be able to see the illumination of the holiday lights, for me, it just uplifts my spirit. So I have a hearty thank you. And we can all say that 2020 has been a rather tumultuous year. I don't think there's going to be anyone that will disagree with that statement. And it seems very fitting that we are closing out the year's themes uh, with a month-long series featuring Everyday Simplicity, a practical guide to spiritual growth by Robert Wicks. And in the introduction, the author shares that in the broadest sense, this book is about peace, it is about joy, it is about the innate qualities, God qualities, that come forth from within as part of living a spiritually rich life. He shares, in this state, we are free from fear, we are breathing easier and fuller, and we are placing our trust in spirit. We are making conscious choice to go within to remove our attention from the frenzy in the outside world and to choose to be centered and experience the flow of peace like a river in, through, and as our daily life. And so we're beginning this series by exploring spiritual attitude. And our author tells us that this is the basis of living a spiritual life. And he also shares that a spiritual attitude softens our soul. And here in Science of Mind, soul is that fertile ground. It's the law. It's where all of our beliefs, our patterns are stored. It is that creative element within. So by living an enriched spiritual life, we are softening that fertile soil in order to create the life that we desire. So as part of our spiritual attitude exploration, we are also enriching and increasing our ability to both receive and to share God's love. So the three aspects of a spiritual attitude that we're going to explore today is first, staying spiritually 
awake. And in this uh, area, we're going to look at how we can increase our ability to see God at work in, through, and as our life in every situation, whether it seems tumultuous or it seems like it's just flowing perfectly, knowing that God is at work. Secondly, we'll be looking at developing a spiritual, healthy self-esteem. And this way, we'll be looking at increasing our ability to accept our authentic self. We'll also look at being in the now, that place where we experience peace. So let's get started with staying spiritually awake, that ability to increase seeing God at work in, through, and as our life. So in developing our spiritual attitude, the author encourages us to ask ourselves, am I really awake, aware, and present to God in my life right here, right now? He says it does require avoiding expectations, and I know that this is a big one given that we're coming up on the holidays and oftentimes there are conflicting family priorities of family traditions and we're also in a world of mass consumerism so that outer world may not look like the calm that we are desiring in our heart so instead we're encouraged to look at the ways we can be more awake more aware of the presence of god in our life as well as ways that we can open up to the daily gifts that are being presented to us. To emphasize this point, I'm going to share from a personal experience, and it is about the power of intention because we do have an intention workshop coming up. We also have Reverend Larry's spiritual principles and practices class coming up. So these are areas where we can choose to enrich our ability to stay awake and aware. Many of you have participated in the annual Thanksgiving Eve gratitude service. It is one of my all-time favorite services that we have here at Portland Center for Spiritual Living. And in the past, when we were meeting here at the center, we had the opportunity to write out three gratitude intentions. This was led by licensed practitioner Kate Barrett, and she would guide us in meditation, and then we had a card that we simply were instructed to write out our intentions. We place them in an envelope. We put them in the basket that evening. And a year later, when we returned for the next annual Thanksgiving Eve, we could pick up our intention cards. This year, they were mailed to us. So I would like to share with you an intention that I wrote that I do not have a conscious memory of writing nor do I recall or did I fully understand the intense amount of detail that would be required in order for that intention to be fulfilled. Here's what I wrote, what my heart's desire was. I wrote that I, Marilyn Sprague, give thanks for the successful fulfillment of ministerial school. I am a licensed science of mind minister on my way to ordination. 
Well, it sounds like, well, yeah, you were in ministerial school, you were moving your way through. Here are the details that I had no idea that I was actually writing. What I did is I wrote my what I wanted to experience. And in releasing that intention, I left the heavy lifting of how and when of delivery to God. There's three specific pieces. Completing ministerial school required fulfilling all the courses for a master's in consciousness studies, as well as a certificate in ministerial education. And the conclusion of that was to fulfill 10 written exams. Well, some of you already know the story that one of those exams, I had a do-over opportunity. What came up in that was that in order for spirit to fulfill this intention, not only the consciousness of being able to accept the intention, but it was the release of anything that could possibly inhibit the fulfillment of that intention came up. In that instant, this pride, ego, fear came up. And it was a time in my life when I looked at, maybe I'm not good enough to be a minister. Now, seriously, think about it. It's one exam. One question was missed. How difficult could that be? But that fear, that unworthiness surfaced. I had to look at it. Secondly, it requires applying for and passing an ordination panel. Now, the application process requires getting six letters of recommendation, writing a lengthy essay about why you want to be a science of mind minister. And usually the application process isn't so challenging. However, when the pandemic came to us this year, suddenly we didn't know, are we going to have it in August? Are we going to have it in September? Are we going to fly to Denver? or are we going to have it online? Or are we not having it at all? There was all kinds of chaos. But simply, I was guided, I was counseled, submit your application and just allow spirit to handle the details. So ordination panel was passed. Then, in order to be on the ordination path, it does require a letter of call with an affiliated CSL community. Now you heard, many of you may have heard the story last week where I almost said no to the letter of call offered by Portland Center for Spiritual Living because I was so busy clinging to the old way of what was happening. So here is an example that in all things, spirit is at work. So imagine my awe and wonderment, my total awareness that spirit was at work throughout this entire year when I opened up this envelope and this was the intention that I wrote. Now imagine more of my awe and wonderment that my licentiant minister license, which means the path to ordination had started, arrived in the mail one week before the annual Thanksgiving Eve service. So not only does Spirit deliver exactly your heart's desire, Spirit is a master of just-in-time delivery. But in this case, I had an entire week to spare. 
So imagine the power of choosing to specify exactly what it is we desire and then leaving that hefty lifting of how and when to spirit. This is the awe. This is being aware. This is being awake of the absolute activity of spirit at work in our life in order to say, yes, my beloved, your heart's desire is fulfilled. So I'm going to introduce our at-home activity early. And in this case, I'm asking each of us, if we're willing, to go through this week and just look at the way spirit is at work in our life. It can be uh, where maybe you're submitting an application for something and it goes with ease. It could be that maybe you need some information for something and suddenly it's right there at your fingertips. It could be that maybe you need to contact someone and that just flows with ease. They actually pick up the phone and answer rather than going to voicemail. Whatever it is, take a look at the many ways. Be aware, be awake of spirit at work in your life. See God working in, through, and as each of our life. So then let's move to developing a healthy spiritual self-esteem. And that is all about increasing the acceptance of our authentic self. And in this case, some of us may be familiar with the biblical passage from Proverbs 23, verse 7. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Well, I happen to like what Ernest Holmes says about that passage. He provides great clarity on this biblical passage. He tells us that Proverbs does not say that we are as we think we are. We are as we think. And he reminds us that we there is a vast difference. So, for example, we might imagine ourselves as being very clever all the while being kind of dull. Or we may imagine ourselves as having thoughts that are brilliant, and thereby we are brilliant. Well, I love the union of the Science of Mind teachings with what Robert Wicks says. Robert Wicks holds up a light of brilliant thought when he says for developing a healthy, spiritual self-esteem, think of yourself as God's work of art. Think of yourself as God's work of art. And so he asks, in your daily behaviors, what about the person I really am as God's work of art? Am I defacing this work of art? Or am I enhancing and embellishing it? Well, here's where I found one habit that is lethal to a healthy spiritual self-esteem, and that is comparing self to others. So if we're going to use this analogy of God's work of art, let me just say that, for example, if I'm a Van Gogh, but I'm comparing myself to a Picasso, 
I'm never, ever going to fully appreciate the beauty, the essence of my Van Gogh self. I'm always going to be in a place of lack, in a place of not good enough, because I'm looking at a Picasso, and there is no way that a Picasso is a Van Gogh. And so I'm always going to feel less than. And so in this place of developing a healthy, spiritual sense of self-esteem, one of the first things to do is stop comparing self to others. And he also tells, uh, Wicks tells us that there are several what I like to call big benefits or what's in it for me when we choose to do this. He says, once we have a more respectful, accurate sense of how we are made in the image and likeness of God, we become less defined by how others view or treat us because we choose to place a higher value on the only person's approval that really matters, and that's our own. We also become less needy and more open to being with others in a healing rather than a manipulative way. Well, I like to go back to Ernest Holmes, and I think he puts a benefit that delivers a bigger, stronger punch. Says it a little bit more succinctly. So in 365 Science of Mind, Ernest Holmes states, it is because the Spirit of God is incarnated in us that we have dominion over the world of effects. Let me repeat that. It is because the Spirit of God is incarnated in us that we have dominion over the world of effects. So if we were together, I'd say, let's say hallelujah for dominion over the power of effects because we are God's work of art. You may want to put in the chat, hallelujah, I am God's work of art. So let's move to our third point, and that is being in the now, experiencing peace. When I hear the word peace, Psalms 46, verse 10, be still and know that I am God often comes to mind. Actually, for the past two years, it's come through in meditation. It frequently comes through. It even showed up on a holiday card last year, slipped under my apartment door from a new resident in the apartment building, someone that I barely knew, but it was peace, be still, and know that I am God. Well, I didn't fully understand the why, and after last week's message, you'll understand that I'm big on whys, that why this was such a compelling directive, until I heard Maya Angelou's last public statement. It was a tweet where she said, listen to yourself, and in that quietude, you might hear the voice of God. Listen to yourself, and in that quietude, you might hear the voice of God. So in closing our message today, just going to briefly summarize, and then if you're willing, I invite you to participate in an experiential, a guided meditation on be still 
and know that I am God. So what have we talked about? We've talked about being alert, awake, aware to spirit at work in our life. We talked about the power of written intention. It might be the word card for the year. Whatever it is, I'm encouraging you as your at-home activity to really look at being aware and awake to spirit at work in your life. We also talked about developing a healthy spiritual self-esteem. We are God's work of art. And so as we move into the guided meditation, I invite you to close your eyes if you are comfortable doing so. I invite you to relax in your chair Allow your body to feel that full support. And let's take a deep breath in. We breathe in peace. We hold for a moment. And we exhale the busyness of our mind. So we breathe in peace. We hold. And we exhale the busyness of our mind. Now I'm going to recite a phrase from Psalm 4610. And as I finish reciting each phrase, I invite you to repeat it silently in your mind. And after each phrase, we'll breathe in peace and we'll exhale the busyness of the mind. So let us begin. We breathe in peace. We hold. And we exhale the busyness of our mind. Be still and know that I am God. I invite you to repeat it silently. Breathe in peace and exhale the busyness of the mind. Next phrase. Be still and know I am. Breathe in peace and exhale the busyness of the mind. Be still and know. I invite you to repeat it silently. We breathe in peace and we exhale the busyness of our mind. Be still. I invite you to repeat it. We breathe in peace. And we exhale the busyness of our mind. And our final phrase, be. 
I invite you to repeat it in the silence of your mind. And we breathe in peace. And exhale any busyness of the mind. And in this place of quietude, we recognize the divine presence. We open our mind and heart to awaken to its presence in all things. In this place of quietude, we open our mind and heart to accepting our authentic self, God's work of art. In this place of quietude, we quiet our mind and experience peace like a river flowing in, through, and as our life. In this quietude, we remember I am peace. And in this place of quietude, we let it be. And together we say, and so it is. Thank you to each of you for being present, for being willing to move through a meditative experience. I encourage you to use it often in your day as we move through the uh, busyness of the holiday season. And now is our time of conscious giving. So I invite you to go online and click on the donate button to pull out your smartphones and use the Tithely app for here at the Portland Center for Spiritual Living, although we're not able to come together in our sanctuary, we're still ensuring that there's excellent programming, that our education department is moving forward to provide uh, education materials that enrich each of our lives, and we're supporting our building as well as tithing to other organizations in the community. So I encourage you to take that offering and let's bless it at this time. Graciously I give from a place of love, knowing that as I give, so do I richly receive. I graciously receive these gifts, knowing that as we receive them and we process them and we recirculate them as we pay our bills, as we support others in our community, as we tithe, these blessings go out into the world as a form of love expressed and in action. So thank you. I also want to mention that we are here to support you in prayer. So if you have any situation that's coming up that's a challenge, you can simply click on the online and there's a place where you can submit a prayer request. As soon as you enter that online, that prayer request goes out to our ecclesiastical team and we immediately begin to pray on that request for an entire week. So please let us allow us to support you. I remember when licensed practitioner Nancy Ashley returned from a uh, practitioner training in Denver and she came back with a button that said, make my day, ask me to pray. So make our day, ask us to pray. And thanks again for being here.
We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you happen to be in the Portland, Oregon area, we'd love to have you visit in person. The Portland Center for Spiritual Living is located at 6211 Northeast Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard. We have inspirational services at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. every Sunday. We also have many programs, classes, and workshops developed just for our online audience. To find out more, go to our website at cslportland.org and look under the Online tab. We have a variety of content dedicated specifically for our podcast listeners. Our mission is to open hearts, ignite minds, and make a difference. If you'd like to support our center and its podcasts, you can donate online at cslportland.org slash donate. Our website is also the place to learn more about what's going on at the center or to contact us. Allow us to become part of your extended spiritual community. Wherever you are on your spiritual journey, you are most welcome at the Center for Spiritual Living.